This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third generation minister and business coach. Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. As always, I can't even begin to express how much I really do appreciate the time, the effort, the energy, all that you put into when you listen to one of the episodes of our show. I hope that they're good for you. Kathy and I really do love to help you thrive. Um, And we're here for you to do anything we can at any point that we can to help you thrive in your life, in your business. We love helping bestsellers be able to share their message with the world, to take a person who's scared, terrified, wishing that they had a message, wishing that they could let out that thing within them to going to the place where in as short as 30 days, they are a best-selling author. We love helping you out. And if you just need some tips and tricks and things like that, of course, you can always check us out at bestsellersguild.com. Today, though, we want to talk about the magic that's in you. And I use that phrase, but I'm then going to turn around and I'm going to absolutely disagree with myself because it really isn't magic, but there is a secret to doing what you were made to do, what you were really truly created to do, and how to then be able to take that to the next level. Because we all get in this comfortable zone, you know, this comfortable rot, rut, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's a rut and sometimes we're just rotting in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, And we just live there. It's so easy. It's so comfortable. And we do it. And so, uh, you know, you could be at any level of your business. You could be at the place where, whether it be a blog post or Facebook post or Twitter, you've got that game down. You're good at it. You do it every single day. Maybe you even moved to the next level where you're doing video or Periscope every single day, or you have a podcast that comes out once a week, or, um, you know, maybe even like my guest today, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, like he does, where you can actually do your show every single day. You may have that down, but the question is, is are you pushing yourself? Are you more than that? Are you putting your full unique brilliance out there and sharing it for the world. It's so easy for us to become comfortable, to just rest on what we're really good at and not push ourselves, not strive, not grow, not develop, just be good where we are and then just hang out there. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, you've gotten really comfortable at being really amazingly awesome at that thing that you do. But, you know, you're not really at that place where you're pushing yourselves. We need to, as entrepreneurs, always be at that place where we're pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Because if we stay in that rut, if we stay within that comfort zone, then we really, really 
uh, stop growing. Uh, there's an old phrase that um, a trainer actually I heard used to use all the time, and that's that when something's green, it's growing. But when something becomes ripe, that's actually the first stage of rotting. You know, it, that's why if you have a fruit tree in your yard, you'll see they, they become ripe. And then they almost immediately after ripening, they drop off of the tree. And if you don't pick them really quickly, uh, they become mush on the ground. And then, of course, after that, uh, go back into the soil. So it's really important that we are always green. We're always growing, that we don't allow ourselves to ripen and just become complacent with the things that we're doing. So what's the magic? Um, you know, like you said, I, I'm, I'm agreeing and disagreeing with myself at the same time, but there is a magic. And here's why I call it a magic, because there's no one in this world that can do what you do. There is just nobody, no one out there that can do you. Oprah does Oprah really well. Don't get me wrong. There are some in every area of life. There are people that do what they do best amazingly with brilliance. They do that as the best version of them that they can be. But what they can't be, what they can't do is be you. Nobody can be you except for you. You were inherently created with skills, with abilities, with the capability to do things that only you can do. And it's really important that you push yourself to the fullest of that every, every day, every time you are in the world that you really truly are impacting the world. Now, that's not to say that there aren't down days. You need to take time off. You need to take good care of yourself. Um, you know, to quote the phrase, self-care is not selfish. So I'm not talking about burning yourself out or crisping yourself because you're always giving, giving, giving. But I am talking about always challenging yourself. What can I do next? What's the next level? What's the next step? What's that thing that I do wonderfully? And then how can I make that talent, that skill shine and be even more brilliant, more impactful in the world? Because, you know, it's like I'm telling you all the time, you really truly are uniquely brilliant, created for a purpose. What the world needs in you is that unique brilliance. They need you to share, to be all that you can be and to always be growing and bringing more of yourself to the world so that the world can be a better place. That's why you were brought into this world. You're not an accident. There's nobody out there, no matter how difficult your circumstance may feel, may even actually be today. I've been in those places in my life where, you know, how the lights are going to stay on today has been a challenge where the what am I going to feed my kids today are things that I've dealt with. Um, I've been sharing on Facebook lately, if you're listening to this live, some of the things that I'm learning about the different messages that I received in my life as a kid. But I also know that God does come through and he is faithful. And I know that no matter how dark the cloud may be right now, that the sun is still shining behind that cloud and that there is still more, there is greater 
and that the world really, really, truly does need you to be all that you can be. So reach down for that magic because the magic is you being you to your fullest and always growing, stretching yourself to be even more and even further. I took the time at the beginning of this episode to really share this with you because I have an amazing guest today. John Lee Dumas is the host of EO Fire, um, and that is a podcast that will rock your world. I hope if you're not part of his uh, group, if you haven't been listening to EO Fire ever before, that you will listen to that podcast because because his podcast is amazing at how he brings entrepreneurs to the world and helps them share their brilliance. Um, But I needed you to understand before we jumped into that, that you are awesome. You have an amazing gift inside of you that needs to be shared. You need to step out step up and then always be growing and pushing and stretching yourself to the best you that you can possibly be. And I really do hope that you will take the encouragement, take the opportunity, take the leap of faith and really step out there and be the best you that you can be. In this episode, we are going to share with you some very practical, real-world, easy-for-you-to-follow tips that are going to allow you the ability to step up further and more in your greatness. If you've been considering a podcast, we're going to give you some tools and some tricks on how to make that work. And whatever level you're at in your business, By the end of this show, you are going to have some new insights, new hope, and new ways that you can be a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because 
it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Seems like today everybody has a podcast. There are podcasts available all over the place. iTunes, iHeart, both specifically have whole sections that have hundreds of thousands of podcasts. But it's a new phenomenon. It's not something that has been around for a really long time. In fact, back in 2012, John Lee Dumas started a show called Entrepreneur on Fire, and it was a podcast specifically geared towards entrepreneurs with a little bit of a twist. Now, there weren't a lot of podcasts back then anyway, but then John took an even bolder stance by having his podcast come out every single day. Usually when you think of a podcast, you think of something that's a once a week program. He went out right out of the gate every single day of the week with a 30 minute podcast. Entrepreneur on Fire has come to be known now as EO Fire, and it is one of the largest podcasts in the world with all kinds of money that they make every year, every month, as well as millions of listeners that listen to the show every week. It is an award-winning podcast where you can hear, like I said, seven days a week, interviews with some of the most inspiring entrepreneurs around the world. It's been awarded the best of iTunes award. Entrepreneur on fire is also a great way for you to hear the insights of some of the most successful entrepreneurs. Now you're not just going to hear all of their mountains. You also get to hear their valleys Because failure is just one of those things that is a part of our journey as an entrepreneur. So on the show, you get to hear their successes, their failures, and their aha moments so that you, too, can really become an entrepreneur on fire. With now over 1,400 successful entrepreneurs that have been interviewed John Lee Dumas is an expert, not only just at podcasting and at how to get funding for and through your podcast, but more importantly, how to really set and accomplish goals at a high level and really truly be an entrepreneur on fire. I hope that you will really get out a pen and paper and get ready to take some great notes as we have a conversation here with John Lee Dumas. Every day we help people become best-selling authors with our business. And uh, the main question that I ask them that I want to ask you and have you answer is, if you were next to somebody and you knew you had the answer for them, what would be the one thing that you just have to share with a person? I'd say this. I would say, what is the medium 
that you're using to share your voice, your message, your mission with the world? And then I would listen to their answer because a lot of them are going to go to their comfort zone. Well, I just love to write or, you know, I just like to jump on video and do that or, you know, any number of ways. And then I would say, okay, listen, so you're good with that. That's your comfort zone. But let me just tell you that all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. So what's something that kind of makes you nervous? Like, is it maybe getting on a podcast? You know, is it, you know, maybe getting up in front of an audience and presenting or giving a speech or a webinar, whatever that might be, because that is where you're going to grow. And that's where you're going to build that real audience is going to hear your message, your mission in that unique way. So I would just really challenge them to, uh, to get out of that comfort zone, to go where the magic happens and to continue to expand the different mediums that they're using to produce and share their content. All right. So a person buys into that, but they come back at you with the pretty typical question what if I don't really know? How do you help them know that? You help the person come a little bit out of their comfort zone to do something to market themselves. But how does the person really know um, that they're doing the right thing even after they've stretched themselves a little bit? It'll be the feedback. It'll be people actually coming back to them and engaging with them on those different new, maybe uncomfortable mediums that are putting themselves out there and saying, like, listen, it sounds like you're a little out of your comfort zone. Like it sounds like, you know, you're, you're really struggling to get your message across in, in a meaningful manner here. But, you know, this is connecting with me for X, Y, or Z reasons. Like this is what is really making it meaningful to me. So really getting that feedback, engaging with those people on those platforms in that manner is really going to kind of, I think, open the eyes to people that are saying, you know what, I'm just so comfortable in this nice little rut and, you know, if you want to stay in that rut, then you're going to keep getting the same results that you've been getting. And guess what? If you're happy with the results you've been getting, then, you know, maybe why are you even listening to this podcast? Because you should be listening to this show because you're looking to improve yourself, to expand your business, to grow your leads, to generate more revenue, any or all of the above. And that's not going to happen by just doing the same old thing. You brought up a great point, you know, so everybody wants to generate more revenue. Um, and there are a lot of people out there podcasting, doing videos, writing, all of those kind of things. Um, but most of them fall into that category of people who aren't making a lot of money at it. <laughs> you know, um, what have you found is like maybe the the top secret to really starting to actually make money with that thing that you're good at? I'll give them the, the biggest mistake first, and then I'll get into the biggest top secret that I can give. And number one is the biggest mistake is they're just trying to be too broad. They're trying to be everything to everyone. They're trying to go one mile wide and one inch deep, and they're wondering why they're not making an impact anywhere because they're being lost in the noise. There's a thousand people screaming at the top of their lungs, and you're just getting lost in the winds, and that's just reality. The top secret is this. Do things that don't scale. Do things that, you know, you, you don't think are going to be, you know, getting a massive audience, you know, that quote unquote massive audience that we all want. Do things that only a couple people are going to want to listen to. Like just find that thing that you enjoy doing, niche down from there and then niche a second time and even a third time until it actually hurts that you're down at this tiny little niche. You, you look around, you're like, wow, is there even enough people to support me like in this area? And the answer might be no, but guess what? 
what you can do down there is really dominate that niche and really connect with a few powerful people and then do things that don't scale and just say, hey, I'd love to jump on a call with you because you're resonating with my message because it's so specific, it's so unique, it's so distinct, and it's connected with you, which makes you my perfect listener, my perfect reader, my perfect viewer, whatever it might be. Let me actually connect with you one-on-one and ask you, what are you struggling with? And you're going to hear the pain points, obstacles, and challenges of these really unique, specific consumers of your content. And then you now can turn around and say, hey, can I extrapolate this out and maybe create a product, a service, a community that could serve and, and be the solution for this problem that a couple of my audience members are now having? And as you start to build up that initial momentum that you're now getting because you're not in this super crowded space, then you can start to slowly broaden out as you're growing your tribe who's with you, helping you guide along the way. Mm. That's a really good tip for people because everybody wants to uh, focus on all the people that they're going to lose if they get specific rather than thinking of the people that they can serve when they actually let people know what they're talking about to begin with. And quick tip, you can't lose somebody you never had and you never had those people. Mm. Well, you've done Entrepreneur on Fire for a while um, and had success with it. If you could go back to episode one, I actually saw a thing on your website that, you know, was you kind of introducing episode one and what you were planning on doing with Entrepreneur on Fire. If you could go back and talk to yourself, what would be the one tip you would tell yourself to do differently that you know now that you didn't know then? I'd say just try to have one-on-one conversations with your first few listeners. Like when I used to get emails from people to say, Hey John, like I just heard, you know, heard about your show. You're on episode seven now. Like I'm really enjoying it. And I would just write back like, thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. Like I wish I had gone back and replied and said, Hey, can I jump on a call with you real quick? Like a quick Skype call? Like these are people that were like thankful for the podcast that were enjoying the show. I would have jumped on a Skype call with them and been like, Hey, can I ask you a couple of questions? Like, where'd you first hear about me? And I would have started to learn where people first heard about the show and how they were hearing about EO Fire so that I could then go and amplify the things that were working. And I'm sure I had a bunch of illusions of, of where people were hearing about my show that were wrong. And so when I wasn't hearing that people were hearing about my show in certain areas, I could have stopped spending my time, energy, and money in those areas and just focus on what was actually working. And then I could have actually gotten to know my audience and said, hey, like, what do you like about the show? And like, what things do you think I could improve about the show? What don't you like? What should I take out right now? And I could have quickly built a much more targeted, specific show for my core listeners that have found me on the early days that would have really just kind of helped the show grow in a much more meaningful way. Being engaged with, in tune with, and really actually truly interested in what is working and even what isn't working and connected to your audience is such a huge key in having the ability to really grow your business to be the most impactful to the people that you were meant to serve. We'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. This is the EWN Radio Network. 
Imagine the feeling of being seen as the go-to expert in your field and having that at no extra cost for marketing, plus having more time for your family, friends, vacations, and hobbies. You don't have to imagine anymore. Hi, I'm Kristen Baker, sales, money, and success coach, and I want to share my proven formula that I use to close over $100 million in sales. Go to kristenbakercoach.com, that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, bakercoach.com, and access my free checklist called Turn 100 Leads into $20,000. Find out in less than five minutes if you've been sitting on a gold mine of ideal clients. Stop wasting time and money on sales and marketing methods that don't work. Start by going to kristenbakercoach.com, download my checklist, and let's get started today. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. I'm here with John Lee Dumas. We talked in the last segment about how powerful it can be to engage with the people that you're serving so that you can get feedback on what's working and what's not working and grow your business to be even more powerful and more impactful than it already is. So at some point you hit that catalyst where you went from having the show that you were really enjoying doing to a show that really is impacting a whole lot of people. Um, is there a specific moment that you can remember that you just really felt like you went from, you know, low gear to high gear or however you want to put that? No, there was no moment. It has been nothing but a slow and steady grind. I mean, I look back at my statistics now on Libsyn and how many downloads I'm getting over the course of a day, week, month, year. And it is just this slow and steady mountain that's continuously to be built to where last month we had over 2 million listens. But it started off at 2,000 listens for the entire month. And it's just continued to be this slow and steady growth. There was no big tipping point. There was no quote-unquote hockey stick that you hear about where it was like a deadline and then all of a sudden straight up. There was none of that. It was just a slow, steady growth where I was just being consistent with the free and valuable content that I was kicking out on a daily basis. And slowly but surely, I would be adding listeners, losing listeners, adding listeners, and always just seeming to add more listeners than I was losing over the course of the days, weeks, months, and now years. Mm. Now, I know you came right out of the gate as a five-day-a-week show. Um, Do you think that that has been more impactful or just was it really stressful to begin with and now you're getting better at having, you know, doing that all, all five days of the week? 
it was really stressful to begin with. I mean, it's like a good analogy is saying, Hey, I'm going to run a marathon. And that, that means I'm going to start running 26 miles tomorrow. Like that's not the way you train for a marathon. Like you run two miles tomorrow and then four miles next week and then 10 miles in, in a month. And then you build up to it. And I just said, I'm going in hook, line and sinker. So it was exhausting. It was a big learning curve. Um, it was all of the above, but you know, I needed the practice. You know, I was a bad podcast host. I wasn't good, um, you know, on the mic. I wasn't good at interviewing. I just needed to jump in the fire and, and doing a weekly show meant I would have been interviewing four people a month. It would have been decades before I got good. So fortunately, I just said, forget about it. I'm just going to be willing to be bad and get in there and just do it all day, every day, and just get a little bit better every time. So would you recommend to somebody that they just jump into the fire like you did, or would you recommend that they start off more like once a week, twice a week kind of thing? There's no right answer for that because it's going to be completely dependent on the goals that you have. All I wanted to do was podcast. That was what I wanted to do. I wanted to do a seven-day-a-week podcast interviewing successful and inspiring entrepreneurs, so that's what I created. Your goal might be, hey, like I want to write you know, four or five days a week, but I'm willing one day a week to, to sit back and to dedicate it to, to building my audience through a different medium like podcasting, like YouTube, whatever it might be. And then that's going to work out fine for you. So what my, my absolute advice is, is sit back and say, hey, what are your goals and what is the best path and, and plan of action that's going to get you to those goals to accomplish them in a meaningful and time-bound manner and then put a plan in place? Again, for me, it was all about how can I create a daily podcast interviewing successful entrepreneurs. So of course I'm going to do it seven days a week because that's a daily podcast. And that's my advice for others is come up with your ideal plan and then execute. I love that because I think we always are trying to look for that get rich quick scheme, that shortcut. But the truth of the matter is, is that the things that work for others that have worked in the past, those are the things that still work today. There isn't some kind of magic wand, you know, this guy over here, he's blessed and he just really did something amazing. It's just really doing the right things right. And there's luck involved too. If I launch EO Fire today, it's a failure. It doesn't succeed because it's not a good show at the beginning and there's just a lot more shows that are similar to it now and it just gets lost in the noise. But I launched it back in 2012 when it was a novelty, when it was unique, when it wasn't that busy of a space and we've gone on to have great success and had that quote-unquote land grab you know, before podcasting really took off in 2014. Like I had about a year and a half before the majority of the marketing population realized that podcasting is a great medium to really build a business off of. And, and that was just, you know, pure luck. It just happened to be good timing for me. And that's going to play a part as well. And that's why I'm a big believer in today's day and age. If you're going to launch a podcast and you can't tell me in one or two sentences what your incredibly unique value is that you're bringing to the world, I'm going to tell you you're probably going to fail. Mm. So... Again, it goes back to what you were talking about before. A person really needs to niche down exactly who they're going to approach and why they need to do it. Totally. Well, you've had a, a lot of amazing people on your show. And what I'm going to ask you next is not a fair question. I just want you to know that up front, uh, that I know that. <laughs> but if you could name drop a couple of people that have been on the show who have been some of the people that you've interviewed that have just been like 
major light bulb moments for you while you were interviewing them? I can say one person was definitely Sally Hogshead, and she was just amazing on stage. Like I saw her speak at Social Media Marketing World. She was the opening keynote back in 2013, and I said, I have to get that woman on my show. And when I got her on the show, she was just so real, so laid back, so cool. And this is at a time where I was still struggling to find my voice and to and to my comfort zone within the podcast. And I was just like, man, that's how it should be. Like, that's how easy it should be. You know, there was a time where she was just like, John, like, I, I don't really know what you're trying to ask me here. You know, just like I asked you earlier, I was like, I'm not going to just come up with some answer because I don't really understand where you're trying to go with this. And like, she was so real. And I just said, listen, like, I, I love that. I admire that. And then plus her message of, you know, we need to recognize not just how you know we see ourselves, but how the world sees you. Like that's her big message. And I really said, man, that's kind of an angle that I haven't really thought about. And that just helped me mature as an entrepreneur and really grow my brand, EO Fire, into that front-facing manner instead of just kind of being that interior-looking. And so she was a great guest for all of those reasons that I just shared. Uh, somebody else that I really had a great conversation with that I've actually gone on to do some great things with uh, is Richie Norton. And he wrote this book that was Start Something Stupid. And as he was talking, he was just like, you know, everybody just like has these huge aspirations for what they're doing, and they put so much pressure on it. And when they don't live up to the expectations, they just walk away and they never go back to it. Like, what if your expectations at the beginning were just to create something stupid? And I was like, man, that would be like, that, that would take all the pressure off. Like, your goal is to create something stupid. And, and I just love that mentality, that idea. I've gone on to create a lot of stupid things since then, some of which have remained stupid and some of which have gone on to really do some cool things. And it has been very meaningful. Like, you know, something stupid that I launched because of Richie and actually with Richie, I used his company product.com to do this was a physical journal. I mean, we live in this virtual world. Everybody wants PDFs and apps and, and they want it all. I said, I'm going to actually create a physical hardcover journal that's faux leather, that's gold embossed, that's gold leaf edges, that's beautiful, but expensive. It's 39 bucks. Like who's going to want to spend 39 bucks for something physical? I mean, that's just like a waste of space and time and energy. And it went on to, to go viral and became the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on a Kickstarter, doing over $450,000 in 33 days, and now having gone on to sell, to sell more than 14,000 copies. And it all started as like a stupid idea, and it just grew from there. And that's an example of how doing something stupid can grow into something awesome. But again, I could go on for decades about the stupid ideas that I had that remain stupid because that's just what they were. I love the boldness of that. It's like, I'm just going to do something stupid. And <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so what do you do in those minutes when you're on with a guest? Because I know you've had bad guests, and we'd all like to pretend we haven't, but it's true. It happens. What do you do in those moments when you're finding yourself pulling your way through an interview to help you stay energized? You know, I just recognize that, hey, there's a lot of listeners on the other end that have decided to press the play button on this podcast for better or for worse, and they're running. So, you know, they probably can't that easily, like, change the episode, or maybe they're driving, and I don't want them to, like, you know, look around to change. Like, they're probably committed to this episode, you know, for better or for worse. So I'm just going to make the most of it. And, you know, I've had guests that were just incredibly lackluster with energy. I've had guests that have just read off of a piece of paper despite me literally stopping the episode a couple of times and being like, 
throw that piece of paper away. Like stop reading from, you know, this document that you've created because nobody wants to hear you reciting, you know, this, these words. I mean, just, you know, you can talk about some bullet points, but just expound upon them in a natural manner. And, you know, and I've had guests that have been like, oh, John, I've never had a, a, a worst entrepreneurial moment. Like my life's just been all cherries and rainbows. And I'm like, no, you're lying. Mm -hmm. Like get to the, so I've had all of those things. And I've just said, hey, like how can I make the most of this episode and like luckily like having done 1400 episodes now of EO Fire I am at the point now and by the way I wasn't for the first few hundred episodes where I can add value where I can now be that person that's going to say okay you know I'm going to kind of take away the 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 joystick from you a little bit here and the spotlight from you and I'm just going to make sure that my audience gets some value out of this cuz you're unfortunately not able to provide it for any number of reasons and of course well, I won't say of course, but I will say the reality is that's a small percentage. You know, it's a very small percentage that I find myself having to do that because I have a very intense application process where people have to submit a 60 second video of them talking about one of their greatest aha moments. So during that video, I can tell, can people look into a camera and have a personality and obviously not be reading a teleprompter and just be, and just be them. And if they can, then they'll get an an opportunity to be on EO Fire. If they can, then they'll just never get an opportunity. And, you know, getting over 300 inbound requests per month to be on the show allows you to do that. Um, but the, what, that wasn't always the case. And so you have to battle through and try to just pull some semblance of value yourself out of the show. Mm. Ideas of all new kinds of new things to do. First greeting guests. I love that. <laughs> That's a total <laughs> side note just for me. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed that you've mentioned a couple of times that I, I really love is the fact that you talk about conversation rather than scripted. And I love that. I think that's really more impactful when a person can just kind of feel like two friends are just talking. I mean, even if you just met five minutes ago, um, you know, they're just having a conversation about stuff as opposed to you can almost feel when the transition goes from this is point one and now this is point two. You know what I mean? And that's exactly actually why I created the format and the flow that EO Fire still has to this day because I just knew intrinsically as a listener of podcasts that that's what I wanted. Like I wanted the conversation. I wanted the stories. And that's why I start my shows off by saying, hey, tell me your worst entrepreneurial moments. And if the guest starts going, yeah, I had a couple of bad years back in these, this decade because of I'm like, no, I don't care about like the aerial view or the couple of years. Take me to the moment in time. Like, were you crying? Like, was it raining out? Like, what was that moment? And then talk me through that worst entrepreneurial moment. And then we'll get into some lessons that you learned from that. And I just forced the story because if they're able to sit back and just tell a story about themselves, that's interesting because that's a story. And, and we as humans just connect with stories. You know, that's why the word history, his story, like that's the power behind it. And that's something that we will always resonate with as humans. That's so interesting to me because it's so universal how much we need each other's stories. And John just pointed that out again, that that's what resonates with us. That's what connects us person to person, heart to heart, soul to soul is when we share that thing that we went through. You know, there's a universal story that you've heard many, many times from a lot of great, marvelously impactful leaders where they got to a place in their life, in their business, where they had something that they knew they needed to share, 
but we're also convinced that if they share that one thing, that would lose them their listening audience forever. And in truth, when they came out and they shared it, that in fact was the very thing that turned the whole dynamic of their company and took them into a new level, to a new direction, to greater power in what they were doing than what they ever could have imagined. So I really encourage you, your story is so important and just connecting and communicating with your people, with your followers, with your listeners, with your audience is something that is so important and that you really have to do the formal, uh, you know, Hollywood style, type of Barbara Walters interviews. They're fun to watch, but we don't really connect heart to heart with the interviewer in that position. You know, sometimes Barbara Walters is amazing at that, uh, you know, talent she has where she leaves people, uh, you know, and they slowly, as they're going through that process, they end up crying a lot. And it's so interesting to see how even with all of that, we don't really see deep into Barbara Walter's life. We don't feel that heart to heart connection with her. And yet on the flip side to that, and Kathy uses this example all the time, there's Oprah Winfrey. There are a lot of ladies out there who Oprah is their mom or she's their second mom in their life because They've seen her struggle with her weight, go into the ugly cry, have moments where she is just 100% completely human and where she in turn shares the stories of the people that she brings onto the stage so that you really feel connected to that person and not just like you've gotten a bunch of information. I hope you really will take that to heart. We're going to take another commercial break here and we'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who've been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. 
Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. I'm here with John Lee Dumas, the host of EO Fire, and we are talking today about how to really tap into that magic that is you how to really engage with people and how to really push yourself to be the best, the most thriving entrepreneur that you can be. In the last segment, John was talking about something really impactful and that has to do with the story. You being honest and telling your story, but also you creating an environment where your clients can also have a safe space to be able to share their story so that they too feel impacted and powerful in whatever the work you do is so that they have breakthroughs no matter what it is, whether you're helping people lose weight, you're helping people with their health, any of the kind of things. It could be something like taxes, but to really allow that person to really understand the universal nature of how they deal with money and how you can help them have a better money relationship is something that's hugely impactful. So I really encourage you to really share your story and in turn make a safe space for your clients to be able to share their story. Well, John, for the people who this is their first exposure to you, um, Entrepreneur on Fire, of course, is an awesome podcast. Thank you. Lots of great stuff behind it. I'm on your newsletter. I have been for years. Um, But for people who are coming brand new into your world, how could they, what's the first thing they could do to get connected with you? Well, I think the best thing that people could do would be to head over to eofire.com and just see the things that we have going on there. Of course, you can subscribe to the podcast there. You can subscribe to our newsletter, which I pretty much kick out a daily um, value bomb of some sort, or at least what I try to view as a value bomb and, and, and do things along those lines. And there's some really valuable free courses on my website as well. Um, like if you're into podcasting or webinars, there's free courses there waiting for you. We have a free uh, course on goal setting. Um, and, and it's just all there at the site. We really try to provide a lot of value to entrepreneurs over at eofire.com. And we're continually making sure that that's in, very updated and relevant uh, to feedback that we get. I really appreciate that. I hope everybody does go to eofire.com. Listen to the podcast. It's awesome. I love it. Um, You know, some of the most obscure people you've never heard of will come up with something that is just like, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have known that 20 (laughs) years ago, you know. Um, So that's really cool. Um, So let's leave people with something that they could take action on right now today. A person's listened to this and they've been kind of all over the place or something along those lines. What is something from the conversation we've been having here that a person could really take action on right now today? I think a lot of people make the mistake on trying to wait for their passion to just smack them in the face and then going, okay, now I have my passion. Now I can try to make a business out of this. Well, I never found my passion and I can't even really say that I've necessarily found it to this day, but there I was at 32 years old 
which is four years ago, the year that I launched EO Fire, and I found a problem. I found a pain point. Like I found a void that there wasn't a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. I had no passion for producing podcasts or interviewing people or any of these things. There's nothing that I, you know, just thought I wanted to do with my life growing up. None of the above, but I saw the void. I decided to solve the problem and I wasn't good at first and I didn't really find it super enjoyable at first, but I did it. I filled the void. I solved the problem. I got a little bit better every single day. And then once I started seeing the success and impact I was having, my passion grew from that. So don't always think you need to sit back and wait for your passion. Sometimes just find a problem and solve it. And by solving that problem, if you're building a successful business around that, you might see your passion grows. And guess what? If it doesn't, then try to solve a different problem. But just take action because you'll learn no matter what. John, I really appreciate your insight. You know, every day, Kathy and I help people become best-selling authors. And then we introduce them onto our show and give them a really wide audience. But it's fun to also bring people on on the show like yourself that have some experience so that they can say, hey, you know, I was on the same show that John Lee Dumas was on, that Matthew Knowles was on, the people like that. And so I really appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy your day is today. Thank you so much for spending some time here with us today. Steve, it has been a blast. Thank you, brother. Take action no matter what. How powerful is that? It's like I said at the beginning of the show, green, you're still growing. Ripe is the beginning stage of rotting, the beginning stage of death. You never get to a place where you've arrived. To have arrived in life means that you're transitioning and going to heaven. And we none of us want that until it's our time. We don't want to be at the end of our life sitting there saying, I wish I would have. Always take that next step. Always be willing and able to step out. Sometimes it's huge faith. Hey, I get it. Sometimes that next opportunity that's right there in front of you is terrifying. You know, sometimes that's the best that it can be. Sometimes that fear is the best thing you can have. I remember way back, um, you know, I've, I've been working in church, singing in church really my whole life. And I remember when I was touring as a musician, there was this thing that happened every single time. And as a young, as an older teenager, young adult, when I was doing that, um, you know, I used to always wish and pray that that would go away. I would have that minute right before I went on stage where I just felt so unworthy, so incapable, uh, such like a fraud, like a fake. You know what I mean by that? Have you ever felt that? I would have to, in order to be able to go out, to speak to people, to sing on stage, to uh, work with the youth groups that I worked with, any of those different kind of things, the first thing I had to do was to come to that place again every single time where I first acknowledged the fear, 
tackled the fear and then was able to really realize that my gifting is something that's bigger than just me. It is literally who I was created to be. And when we embrace the fact that God has a reason for us, I don't say that from a preachy, you know, Steve, third generation minister, let's preach at you standpoint. I mean that from a standpoint of the fact that I know you're here on this planet. And regardless of what faith base you come from or don't, what you believe in, being, having a person come into existence is an amazing scientific anomaly in an exact moment, microsecond in time, two people, whether they should have been together or never have ever met. Because let's face it, some of us have amazing parents and others, you know, your parents were less than. But those two people in that microsecond in time came together to create you. You would not be you if it was a second before or a second after. It would be a different version of you. Obviously, if it was two different people, it, it wouldn't be you. It would be somebody else. You are that important to that world. You are that unique. You are a lottery winner. You won the one in a billion, more than that probably, it's probably trillion, 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 lottery because you came into existence. You started off life as the winner that became into existence of all the trillions of combinations, even in that moment that could have happened, you, you were the one that came out of that. Um, and like I said, it doesn't really matter what scientific or spiritual basis you take that from. That's an amazing thing that we can all agree on that that formation of a new being is so incredibly wonderful which means that because you exist, you are awesome and amazing and your story does need to be told. So I encourage you. I hope you took a lot out of the, 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 all the great points that John shared with us. There's so many nuggets of truth that he just dropped in on us throughout the course of this whole entire show. And I really hope that you can take those really deep down into heart and that you will do that thing that you are here to do, but that you also then really challenge yourself to stretch. The magic is in you because the magic that's in you is that you are you. Take that, stretch yourself, push yourself to the limit, do what you're good at and expand the boundaries of what you do every day. Kathy and I love helping you thrive. We named our domain name. We help you thrive. And we have put together bestsellersguild.com for you. Some of you are going to want to join and just be in there as free members. It's a free group. Um, and find out information about how to share your story um, or even just be in there and get to hear the stories of all these amazing people get uh, free copies of people's books sometimes and different things like that that you can get just by being a member of the group. 
Others of you, you're going to want to engage at a higher, deeper, more powerful level. And we want to help you with that, too, because we do help you thrive. Bestsellersguild.com, absolutely free. And it's the place where we make bestsellers every day. We don't write books. We write bestsellers. We are a marketing company who helps people get their word out there because the foundation of you being able to really, truly bring the best you out into the world comes from having that acknowledgement of the fact that your story is worth it. And, you know, so there's a lot of different things I could tell you for hours, different aspects of what being a bestseller brings to you. But in the case of this particular episode, I want you to understand that being a bestseller is the first step in you acknowledging just how important and impactful your story is. If you can look at a physical print copy of a book, if you can go on Amazon and see, if you can hear other people acknowledge that you are not just okay, you're not all right, you're a bestseller, you're the best. Your story is absolutely perfect, exactly how it is right now. I promise you. Yeah, there's a lot of fear. Writing your book will stretch you. There isn't anybody I know that when they're going through that process doesn't come to a place where they're like, yeah, but what if I wasn't a bestseller? We guarantee you will be. But that fear will come in and make you go, well, what if? But I can promise you this. The day before, you may be dealing with working your way through the fear. But that day after, from there, then, and forever, always after, you are a best-selling author. And you always will be. I want you to acknowledge that inside of you, you already are a best-selling author. The thing that may stand between you and that in the physical realm starts with you acknowledging that you are a best-selling author and then taking the steps to let that bestseller out. So come join us at bestsellersguild.com. Let the magic that is you out. Stretch yourself today to do more, be more, go further, and really take the world by storm because you are so important to this world and your message has to be shared. Like I tell you every week, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And oh yes, the world needs you. I want you to know that Kathy and I are here to help you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. 
Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.